0: Assalamu alaikum Welcome back to The Voice of, of the Millennials And uh, we are live uh, on uh, Facebook as well On 91.3 FM Studio um, Thanks Abdullah for sending us a message from inside <laughs> On our Facebook um, But uh, it's very interesting today We um, we experienced, uh, or at least I saw the video Of uh, our The Voice of the Cape intern Angela Higginson From the United States of America Going to a mosque for the first time And uh, in to Jumu'at, Masjid quds uh, afterwards, speaking to Imam Rahman Alexander as well, We're also joined in the studio by Sami Ali, who was speaking earlier to earlier about international human rights, and of course, Abdul Aziz uh, Yunus Abu Bakr, right, uh, <laughs> um, from uh, Jordan, obviously Palestinian. And um, let's talk about your experience today. And uh, it's, I think it's to be interesting for the listeners and the viewers on our Facebook, on my Facebook page, um, really to get a sense of how it is for the first time, you know, coming to Cape Town. And your first impressions um, of, of Islam in, in a mosque?
1: So, I did not know what to expect. Um, yeah. I'm from New Orleans, so there's very little exposure to the Muslim culture. So everyone was asking me, oh, what do you expect's going to happen? What do you expect's going to happen? And I had nothing. I was just like, I assume it's going to be kind of like a church, but also completely different. <laughs> and so going into it I was I was very blind and so right off the bat uh, I had to take off my shoes and I was like oh my gosh I don't have socks on is this bad (laughs) this is really embarrassing but uh, Zachara who I was with she was just like it's fine it's fine no worries so I was carrying around my shoes just looking and I had a brief glimpse of where all the men were sitting and then immediately I had to turn uh, left and go to where the women were sitting and that was the first shock where I was I didn't realize that the men and women were separated, and that was a very curious thing for me because I mean, it makes sense, I guess, that in certain religions, they would separate the men and the women. They do the same with Catholic school, because I went to a Catholic school for a year, and there's a girls' Catholic school and a boys' Catholic school. But I didn't realize in the ceremony that they separate the two. So we went upstairs then to where all the girls were sitting, and I put my shoes in a little cubby, which kind of reminded me of when I put my shoes during nap time in a cubby when I was in elementary school. And then we went and we sat down. And the next thing I noticed that was really interesting was the TV screen and how we were watching um, the sermon, I think you call it, is that correct? Can I say that term? Yeah, the on, khutbah,
0: The khutbah Yeah, khutbah Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: On, on the television screen. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was really cool because, well, first I thought this is, this is technology. Why is this in a mosque? I was uh, kind of creeped out by how modern everything is nowadays, but then it reminded me of some of the mega churches I've been to in the States and how just having also that view, that close up of the person speaking almost makes a deeper connection because you can actually see their body language and their movements and really feel their energy when Mm -hmm. they're talking with such passion about the religion and their faith. And so I was sitting there, and Zahra would, like, sudden, like turn uh, her head and whisper what they were saying if, when they were talking in Arabic. But most of it was in English, which was highly appreciated. Um, and when I first got over just the overwhelming visual experience of the beautiful carpets and everyone wearing different clothing, I really started listening to what he was saying. And the, the parallels between Christian sermons and um, Islamic sermons were just astounding. I saw so many connections in just the words and the language that they used about bringing together a community and kind of both focusing on yourself and bo- focusing on not being, not focusing on yourself and focusing on others mm-hmm. and just trying to improve yourself by improving the world around us. And I thought that was a really interesting message. And um, right after that, they started the prayer service and while I was sitting there and everyone else was doing the prayers around me but someone was trying to get past in order to get a spot and my scarf that I had on fell straight off (laughs) and I just I didn't know what to do I was so frazzled I just I sat there just trying to put it back on but not knowing how to wear a scarf and all the people around me well I thought they would I don't know. I don't know what I thought they would do, but everyone was just smiling at me and just almost understood. I felt so welcomed by that and just by everyone knowing that I was an outsider, but not judging me for that and not expecting me to join the prayer service when I didn't know how to do it. And so I think that that was a really good experience of mine just being there and feeling really welcomed into Mm -hmm. the religion, even though I'm not a part of it. And especially coming from post 9-11 America where and no exposure to the Muslim culture post 9-11 America yeah it was it was really great and I think that it was really an enlightening experience and I want to find out more about one the faith and also different traditions yeah. such as the prayer the actual process of prayer where does that come from there's so many questions but I I really enjoyed it
0: you know what's really interesting and I had Few people say that. Um, Converts to Islam. I praise God that I became Muslim before I met the Muslims, and that's a very bleak and worrying image. But uh, I'm quite glad that you met Muslims in Cape Town because we're very inclusive and diverse. And uh, I mean, you from you from uh, Palestine, um, Abdullah. Sorry, not Abdullah. Abdullah Aziz. Abdullah is inside and he's actually watching us on, on the live video as well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how did you find when you first came to Cape Town, coming from you know Jordan and being Palestinian? uh it's uh, it's o- like what uh, angela
2: said yeah. uh, the people here are not judgmental uh, they they don't judge you from wherever you came from or whatever yeah. like um i i remember first time uh, i went to, up to the Ryan's head and uh, we went, it was like a prayer time a asr and uh, i was like um should I go and pray but like everyone is there and and uh, a Keptanian a guy came to me, uh, actually a white guy, a white Kiptonian guy and he said like um, uh, you are Muslim and uh, your friend is praying why you're not uh, joining him <laughs> uh, if if you're afraid or like uh, anything like anyone told you anything just let me know and uh, go and pray and I was like I was shocked yeah you know in, in, in Jordan or like in Middle East people tend in a good way i'm not sure if that, uh, if there's a good way to to judge you where where you where you way and um where or what what religion you follow and you know all these things so it was like uh
0: um shock to me in a good yeah. way <laughs> and you know like when i went to the uk last year and there's a lot of muslims in the uk and i'm sure you, you can agree with me w- yes. with regards to that but we have so many halal places in cape town yes. whereas in the <laughs> uk it's quite different isn't it so samia
3: it's really different you know I, I was in scotland and i was quite shocked to see so many muslim people and there was i think there's also there is a mosque in aberdeen actually yeah. which is tiny and um I just I can't really find any halal places and I I don't know why I don't know if I'm not looking properly or what the case may be but I found like maybe one or two places
0: yeah
3: but yeah
0: now, now, now um, something you're looking forward to as well is Ramadan and you'll be here for the first one or two days, I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, what are you looking forward to with regards to that? And I know you, you were quite, um, you are confused as as to whether you will actually be here. And then to be honest, I don't know when the moon will be sighted. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you'll be here for one or two days. Um, what do you know about Ramadan, uh, Angela? You, do, do you I know, know
1: you-, <laughs> you fast during Ramadan. The thing yeah. is, my exposure to All of the Islamic faith is just the things that I guess were present with the few people that I knew. So I noticed that my friend, the one Muslim girl at my school, just wouldn't eat for a while. And so that was the outward, I guess, way where I saw her religion taking place, taking form in just the way she acts. And so that's mostly the only things I know about not only Ramadan but just the Islamic faith in general I know that you pray quite often I didn't know how often <laughs> and I know that you fast during Ramadan but again that's pretty much it the all I know about it is just the little things I've picked up from people who are anticipating Ramadan here all around the office so prayer just more um, analysis of the text but other than that I I'm really in the dark about the whole event, if you can call it an event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, so.
0: So. <laughs> How has your, your, your internship thus far been at the Voice of the Cape? I mean, you, you're quite happy that you came here. You mm-hmm.
1: know. So everyone keeps asking me, someone who's non-Muslim, why'd you pick Voice of the Cape? And I'm a little embarrassed to say mm-hmm. that I did not pick Voice of the Cape. I actually was yeah. um, chosen mm-hmm. from my program coordinator chose the Voice of the Cape for me. She thought that this would be the best placement for me, not only because um, the radio station is rather good around the city, but also because the radio station gives people a lot of freedom and is very welcoming. And now that I'm here, I'm so glad that she placed me here. It was the perfect place, but also it's really great to be immersed in this environment as someone who wants to go into journalism. It's fascinating to try to report for a certain audience that isn't yourself. So I, within all of my journalism experience in the past, have been, okay, what am what am I interested in? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of story would I want to hear about? And so now, being in this environment that I'm not typically in, being surrounded mm-hmm. by people that I haven't really been in contact with, I've really had to analyze about the listener. Just like, what do they want to hear? What's important to them? What are these issues? And then I've had to study up about all of those things, and I don't know, it's really it's really fascinating to, one, learn about Cape Town and South Africa and all of these different um, con- issues within the country, but also then to have this really cultural experience and to be in this really s- tight-knit community within this new culture of South Africa. So it's I I really love it so far. It's just A lot (laughs) so far (laughs) to try to, it's a little bit of culture shock. I hate to admit it. I try to assume that I'll be fine in any different culture, but it's definitely definitely been a struggle, but something that's really gratifying. And I think on the other side of this experience, I'm going to come out a better journalist and a better person and more. Uh, enlightened about all different types of issues.
0: Absolutely, we're listening to Angela Higginson, uh, intern at the Voice of the Cape, and of course, um, not (laughs) Abdullah, but (laughs) uh, of course, Abdul Aziz, Yunus Abu Bakr, and uh, then of course, Sami Ali. Um, Stay tuned after this, we'll
3: take a break. Hello, Greg speaking. Hello, Greg. Uh, Hello? I dare you to build bigger, Greg. Excuse me? Excuse you, Greg. I dare you to
1: build more, Greg, more. More? You've got daring discounts, new deals every day. Visit buco.co.za or follow us on Facebook. T's and C's
3: apply. Buco, let's build together. Is the voice of the K. The voice of the K. The voice of the K. So to Voice of the Millennials.
0: With Kipi. Igniting the youth. Now last segment before Sports Hub with Fatima Said and uh, Shafiq Siddiq of course uh, we talked to Samia Ali and Angela Higginson and of course Abdul Aziz, Abu Bakr, Yunus, Um, Palestinian uh, in Cape Town and uh, we are supported in the other room by Abdullah (laughs) Qifat, May Allah Shifat. Uh, But uh, just to end it On on, on a lighter note We've been talking about Some serious topics Stephen walking died That death is always A serious topic Uh, We've been talking about International human rights law With Sami Ali All of the podcasts Will be out um, After the show And uh, that will be On iono.fm Forward slash C Forward slash 17 uh, 1979 But let's Just let's Get some, some, you know, um, contact details with regards to, not contact, but more information on how people can reach you on social media People want to learn more f- about you, or at least learn from you um, and let's, let, Before we do that, um, I have a few questions for each of you So, um, what I find very interesting, and I'm usually a, a lone wolf when it comes to media, when it comes to anything in life But it's, it's very nice to have people uh, to talk to uh, What are your favorite things, what are your favorite movies, what are your favorite books? Let's start with you, um, Samia <laughs> She's like, oh, no, wow. no, don't start with me. <laughs>
3: okay, I'll go first. Get over and done with. Um, what would you like to hear first, the book or the both, or the movie?
0: both? Tell me both. Okay. Yeah. So in
3: terms of movies, I'm, um, I'm, in suspense for the new Avengers Infinity War. Oh, really? Infinity <laughs> Infinity <laughs> when I was to Marvel. So I've been binge watching um, Thor just a couple of times. You know, like quite quite a lot of times. Okay. Yeah. What
0: um, did you What did you think event. about the Wonder Woman movie?
3: I didn't watch that. You didn't watch I, that? I was kind of okay. like suddenly protesting. Um, <laughs> but, okay, quickly moving on to my favorite book. Um, don't like romantic books at all, but I'm going to have to go with One Day, which is pretty depressing and romantic. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I, I thought you were going to save the notebook. I'm joking. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, um, Angela?
1: Well, I. Uh, personally don't like picking favorites for movies and books i think that i like to be as broad as possible so even picking a favorite movie would be hard because i mean i have a favorite documentary i have yeah. a favorite drama movie i have mm. a favorite uh horror movie and even the in podcasts, books
0: obviously as well <laughs> yeah
1: exactly but one topic that really interests me lately is uh, the role of big data and it's um kind of implications on psychology. So something mm. really interesting yeah. that I read lately was this study done where they were trying to find predictors of depression. And yeah. so they took all of this data from people's Instagram accounts, just the pictures that they posted and their choice of filtering. Yeah. And so what they did was is that they used all of that data and tried to predict depression. They had people who were already depressed and people who weren't depressed and uh, They took all that data, uh, they used machine algorithms to compile it all, and then use that to then predict people who were depressed versus people who were not depressed. Mm -hmm. And what they found, they found that 70% accuracy with these algorithms that used machine learning techniques to predict um, filtering and depression. And so, with that, they found that Inkwell, the cooler tones, were more associated with depression, and that warmer tones are more associated with. Um oh,
0: no, I always use equal I'm
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but warmer tones were associated with non-depression, and when you look at that seventy percent accuracy, and we look at what pediatricians can predict, and they can only predict depression with forty-two percent accuracy. So, how can then? these things, these social media accounts that we kind of just take for granted, they can Mm. be somewhat silly, just selfies on Instagram, but how can we actually use that data and transfer it into the medical field? And someone could even hook up their Instagram account and give that information to their doctors to then predict all of these interesting factors about psychological profiles. And so that's that's something that I'm really fascinated in and just how we can use this data from seemingly insignificant posts on Instagram to then further the field of psychology and ha- help mental health patients.
0: That's uh, Angela Higginson and of course you'll be hearing more from her in the coming weeks uh, while you're still with us at Voice of the Cape. We got a message from a diehard fan, Vakiro Desai. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome,
2: Vakiro
0: That uh, she's asking people to definitely check out Angela's video on our Facebook page uh, of her
3: <laughs> adventure, adventure oh, at Majido ad-
0: today for Juma. And uh, of course, uh, we very really honored that uh, <laughs> as as contact. We, we we wish he was in <coughs> studio, but hopefully next time. Uh, how about you, Abdul Aziz? Um, Do you have any um, English movies, uh, Arab movies?
2: I, I think one of the most interesting movies that I've I've seen and I liked a lot is um, I think it's 2016 movie, uh, Miss Sloan. It's um, a Hollywood movie. Okay. And, um, it's talking about uh lobbying and media
0: ah. and
2: uh it's it's amazing, yes,
0: no, I see it yeah, yeah it's i mean is it similar to the movie like one of my favorite movies, spotlight, have you heard of seen course, spotlight? Yeah. yeah, of course, that's really brilliant, hey. Um, everyone's nodding <laughs> So uh, I mean uh, That's really something That we were talking about earlier Also with Vakir Odessa Who was listening in as well Tal Aziz and Salam Salam But uh, really to affect Positive change Also in the international body Lobbying is so important mm-hmm. Isn't it So maybe Maybe you can just talk about What lobbying is For uh, for <laughs> people Abdul Aziz What did you learn From Muslim from <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> wait, wait. There's, there's, there's a few questions here that uh, there's one of our our, our listeners, Dhakir Desai, Desai um, and obviously journalist from the Voice of the Cape. Ask is what he thinks of Gen- Jennifer Lawrence as an actor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? What do you think about? Uh, okay, we went to for like uh, to watch a movie with my, myself and Dakira uh, and um, Salim and other a husband friends. Salim. Yeah. yeah. And um yeah it was like uh, Jennifer Lawrence movie and I didn't like it and that's why she kept asking me how do you think Jennifer Lawrence is a beautiful lady or whatever like you know
0: so, yeah uh, okay I'm going to answer
2: that like, you know. yeah you. well
0: <laughs> and, and that was so interesting you know film and, and television and all of these things have and I really I, I want to speak about social media just for like a minute because for me, and, and I've been listening to Gary Vaynerchuk a lot recently, and you know who that yeah. is, right? He's amazing, and if we want to develop our messaging and, and, and with regards to whether it's science, anything, we have to embrace the reality that we're all media companies plus whatever else we do. Uh, you've identified podcasts as the future of you know of, of attention and of, of, of convenience, at least. With regards to just people listening more to podcasts in terms of binge listening,
1: Yeah, I think that podcasts, this is going to be a little bit radical, especially to say, on a radio station. I've
0: said the same thing, But I think (laughs)
1: that podcasts are kind of the future of radio, just as we've seen... Mm -hmm. kind of a distancing from uh, on-air television and news consumption. Yeah. We've seen more and more on-demand content. People watching The Daily Show the next day after or watching We Have Saturday Night Live. Anyone mm-hmm. heard of that from America? Course, yeah. uh, not on Saturday nights, on the television. We see mm-hmm. them seeking out that content on YouTube yeah. or from different resources just in their own time and at their own leisure. And they might seek out certain types of content. Yeah. And so I think that Putting all of that content on an on-demand format and giving the and really pushing for people to, I guess, seek out that through social media accounts would be really interesting way moving forward and moving towards. I don't know one growing the medium of radio. I think that people might be scared that radio would die out from podcasts, but I don't. But think I, so, don't yeah. I I think that it will just enhance it, and I yeah. think that even. Creating more podcasts will just improve the on-air content that we have
0: yeah. and within all these, radio. All of this AR and AI, augmented reality, you know, artificial intelligence, uh, virtual reality, all of these things will add to, add to that. Um,
1: Wait, how would artificial intelligence add to that? Just well, I mean, a really, really quick question. I studied that last semester.
0: Well, I mean, with regards to the development in that, there's so many different uh, technologies that are being used. Have you seen that the robots, uh, Sophia, Um, and uh, if you can implant any of these things on her, you can ask her any questions. Um, Play Voice of the Millennials. (laughs) Yeah, but there's
1: another interesting um, technology that's being uh, made that Mm -hmm. can pretty much fake someone's voice uh, almost in exactly word-for-word how they would say it. So you can make these fake news comments Mm. just like you can create fake news and fake quotes on print one of the great things about radio is that you in the past you couldn't fake someone's own voice but now with mm-hmm. these new artificial intelligence technologies you can fake someone's voice and so this whole new realm of ethics is going to come out in um in radio and in podcasting about how how is a quote real how do you know mm-hmm. if that quote actually came from Donald Trump or you just created it for your own um aims and journalistic biases Hmm. so that's going to be really interesting and something to watch out for in the future when it comes to people trying to claim all news is fake news
0: Mm, absolutely um what are your social medias and uh, people i think people want to know Uh, let's start with you sammy Where we can people connect with you
3: Oh goodness! Uh, I knew this was gonna come back to haunt me. <laughs> it's on Instagram. It's Miss Chaotic Sam, which is pretty easy to remember.
0: <laughs> to <laughs> <find> <laughs> a cat picture there.
3: <laughs> no, there's no cat <laughs> in that profile picture. Yeah. And on Facebook, it's just Samyani. If I'll you get my name right, good luck.
0: S- so that's S A M I Y A A L I. No <laughs> e. Oh, no e. e. Exactly. No end. e. Exactly. <laughs> uh, how about you, Angela Higginson?
1: Um, I am at. Angela Higginson, Mm. A-N-G-E-L-A-H-I-G-G-I-N-S-O-N on Instagram, and on Facebook, that's my name, and then on Twitter, I am A-M-Higginson, same spelling.
0: And the co-founder of Icon Media, of course, that's uh, Abdulaziz. Tell us where people can um, maybe, um, you know, connect with Icon as well as your personal profiles. Uh,
2: On Facebook, Abdulaziz uh, Abu Bakr, A-B-D-U-L-A-Z-I-Z, uh, Abu Bakr A B U B A K R Instagram uh, Abdulaziz B K R Yeah that's it uh, Twitter same
0: Thank you so much uh, to all of you and uh, we will be listening to uh, you can you can you can obviously get the podcast on iOno.FM um, forward slash C forward slash 1979 I'm falling off this chair here. Uh, thank you very much to all of you and uh, all the best and that's it from myself Yasin Kippy or Voice of the Millennials. Uh, catch us next time next week
3: Friday 7 to 9 p.m. same time same place. Assalamu alaikum wa wa barakatuh.